amazing. Hi guys. Hey, hey there. I want to make a video series of us playing Five Nights at Freddy. We do not qualify for ad <laughs> Welcome back to Babble. Hello everyone, this is Lucy, and you may notice, actually you wouldn't notice, but I'm alone right now. Amelia will not be joining us for this week's episode. It's so sad, I know, but she will be back. She's just in a place, she's in a place of no service, so she's in a place of not being able to record, which is fine, but you know, a little bit upset about it. Um, no, it's really fine. Um, we could have skipped this week, but I decided, actually, I don't want to lose our 10-week streak, so I'm going to record just a little something for you guys. Um, it's a very interesting topic this week. I, this is the most I've ever prepared for a podcast. I have two, like, I have some very long pages of notes but before we get into that let me tell you about how my week's been going okay so first I'm going to tell you the story of a scammer on Instagram I was scammed but here's the thing I didn't like give any of my personal information or anything let okay this is actually the perfect time for me to say I was scammed once because um someone in my college group chat was one of my college group chats was hacked and they like texted the like group chat and they were like hey i have two extra tickets to taylor swift for sunday um i'm not able to go so if anyone wants them i'm selling them just text me at this number so i texted that number i was like hey i'd be so interested in buying your taylor swift tickets and you know i knew something was off blah 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 and like I was texting them for two days trying to get these tickets and they were so like it just seemed like AI generate like the way they were texting was so weird and I was like okay this is fake and they did scam me a little bit but no money was taken I called them a bitch and I <laughs> and I blocked them but anyways let me tell you about this this story of being I guess scammed but I'm just like confused on where the scam would have been um just let me explain so on July 31st at 5 18 p.m. I got a text from a Miss Debbie Smith her Instagram handle is art by Debbie five okay so her profile picture is her with like holding up a vinyl and she's got a bandana like she looks like a real person okay it doesn't look like those like you know like how old men will look up pictures of like sexy women and then put them at the story but it's like very obviously like a like not a real photo anyways so I was like huh weird so I viewed their profile and it's like pretty good art and I was like oh cool but they only had two posts so I was like hmm I don't know well, they message me and they say, hey, I really like your profile and your posts. And if you let me, I would make such an amazing mural out of it. If you don't mind, one of your posts could be my inspiring muse for an art project I'm working on for a client. You will totally get paid for it as well as a bonus. It's, she says, 
as well as a bonus also get credits. What does that mean? Hey, hey, what does that mean? Hey, Debbie, what does that mean? As well as a bonus also get credits. Okay, okay. And I was like, okay, this is a little bit strange, but I want a mural painted of me. I want a mural painted of one of my posts. Like, my my profile is public. Like, people can use my posts for inspiration. So I don't really care. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to respond. So I said, absolutely. Thanks for reaching out. And she sent me one of my own posts, a picture of me. So I was flattered, you know. She was like, I was thinking about using this picture from your picture post piece, if that's okay with you. And I was like, yes, okay. I was like, okay, she is texting really weird right now. Um, and then she said, perfect. My client intends to make as soon as possible. So the piece can be completed before next week. And I can also send you a copy of when it's done. And there's going to be more reward for you. And I was like, oh, there's going to be more reward for me. Hey. Um, so I was like, okay, Debbie. And I was like, okay, now I'm getting suspicious. So I said, are you allowed to say who the client is? And <laughs> She said, he's just the person I'm proving my talent for. And I'm very sure you will love the outcome once I'm done with it. He's just the person I'm proving my my talent for. And so then I was like, okay, I'm just going to stop responding because like, I don't want to deal with this right now. But then like 20 minutes later, she said, okay, what's going on? Why are you ignoring my texts? And I said, Okay, I guess I'm being thrown back into this. So I said, actually, do you have any, like, por like, do you have a portfolio you could show me? And she said, you mean my works, period. And I said, yes, that's what a portfolio, that's what a portfolio is, is it not? So she sent me some pictures and I was like, these look so good. They real, they're all in the same art style. They really look really cool. So I was like, okay, well, maybe this is a real person. Maybe like English isn't their first language. So that's why their texts sound weird. I don't know. So I was like, wow, that's awesome. And <laughs> then she goes, thanks, aw, thanks, thanks. She used a little emoji. And then, and then I was like, hold on. Because she said, my client will be paying you through checks. It will be in your name and sent to your email once we're in collaboration. Okay, how do you receive a text through email? I mean, how do you receive like a check through email without like, I don't know, I don't know. Then she says, the check is for $3,000 while your cut will be 500. I will use the remaining to get the painting materials and also take the remaining profit for my service. Hopefully that should be encouraging, though it may seem on the low side. And I was like, hmm, no, like what kind of scam is this that she's offering to pay me $3,000? So I was like, oh, I guess 500 because that's my cut. <laughs> So I was like, okay, I'm not giving you any personal information. I'm sorry. And she said, let me read this off to you. Listen to me. I don't like the word scam, let alone get myself involved in it. I prefer to spend the little time I've on earth at work. I personally know how it feels to have your information with someone you have never met. I cringe when I hear the word scam. I would never go so low as to get involved with such shameful activity. I said, okay, Debbie, I feel the exact same way. I feel the exact same way, Debbie. Listen to me. I don't like the word scam, Debbie. Um, and then 
I kind of just like stopped responding because I was like, okay, I can't do this. This is so funny. But then she kept texting me. She was like, my client will need your full name on check. And she was like, are you there? Hello? Hello? And then this is the last text she sent me because I blocked her after this. See, I'm a good Christian and God fearing woman. And I know what the Bible says about stealing. Take a look at this Bible verses, Ephesians 4.28, Exodus 20.15, and I'm not a scammer and I never will be one till I die. What a statement from Debbie. She is a good Christian and God-fearing woman and y'all need to act more like her. Y'all need to act more like her. She's a Christian and God-fearing woman. Anyways, I blocked her after that, but I like not after having a good laugh at that because that was so funny. But as I was looking through her profile, I was like, someone that I follow, like someone that I kind of know, um, follows her. So I was like, well, maybe she's actually just like trying, like just wants to paint me so bad. She's like desperate to paint me. And... So I message this guy who follows her and I was like, hey, sorry, this is weird. Like, we don't talk much, but you follow this account. Like, they won't stop messaging me about using my pictures for something. Like, do you know them or should I just like block them? And (laughs) they did the exact same thing to him. And so I was like, oh, okay. I was like a little confused on why he still follows her, but whatever, whatever. And so I sent him like a screenshot of like the good Christian and God-fearing woman line. I was like, that's killing me. And apparently like he played along with it as well. And she's like doing it to everyone. And uh, I'm just like so confused on where the scam comes in because like she messaged, like, I want to, I want to make a mural of you. Can I use one of your photos? I'm like, okay, whatever. You'll get $500. And I was like, like, where does that come in? Because she said all that she needed was my email and my name. And I was kind of curious because I was like, well, I mean, $500, come on. But like, I mean, obviously it's a scam. I'm just like wondering how, like, at what stage would she get my information, you know? I don't know, but that's my funny scam story that I had this week. She's a scamstress. Debbie's a scamstress. And you know what? She was doing a pretty good job at first. She was doing a pretty good job at first. Okay. Um, in other recent news, Taylor's version 1989 was announced last night. I am so excited. I, okay. I was so excited for Speak Now. And I kind of wish Speak Now had gotten a little bit more like time to marinate and get its like chance in the spotlight before 1989. But I'm also really excited because there are rumors that Harry might be featured on it. And if he is, I will actually be taken out back and like, you have to shoot me in the head. Like, I'm not joking. Like, someone will have to end it for me because like, I will not be able to physically handle it. Okay. I'm not going to talk about any more recent news because I want to discuss recent news with Amelia when she gets back um, from her vacation. She's on vacation. I'm stuck laboring here. I'm actually, let me set the scene for you. I'm just in my bed under my cozy pillows. It's a rainy-ish day outside. I've got my stuffed animals. I'm all snuggled up. 
I've got the mood, like, I've got lamps on, no overhead light, the fan's going strong, I've got a nice glass of ice water with a glass straw, hear that? It's refreshing, and I'm ready to talk about Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay, last week I said, I'd like to learn more about the lore before the movie comes out because I've always been a little interested in it. I've, like, Amelia and I have played the game, like, we downloaded it on one of our road trips and would, like, take turns playing it. I think we downloaded the third one, Five Nights at Freddy's 3, I think. But I've watched people play it, and other than that, I don't know anything about it. And I'm a big fan of, like, okay, actually, let me learn... Let me go back to school for a minute. Let me just, like, learn everything I can about this one topic. But it actually doesn't benefit me at all. Like, it's actually not educational. It's just something random. I did that with The Last of Us. Had a full-on obsession. Who knows if this this little adventure will turn into um, a new obsession. Possibly, because I did spend five hours on this last night. So, I, I originally was just going to have a little corner where I gave you, I fed you little scraps of the lore every night, every, uh, every night, <laughs> every week, like once a week leading up to the movie. But, but then when Amelia said she couldn't do it, like record the podcast this week, I was like, well, I've already learned a lot of the lore. Why don't I just do an episode on it? And I've never like talked straight like for an hour straight like I don't think I could do the podcast without Amelia um so I kind of needed something that I could like actually just like it's like a story that I could tell you know um because like I'm already winded I'm already tired and I'm 13 minutes in so today I'm gonna be giving you the five nights at Freddy's complete beginner timeline made by someone who learned the lore yesterday and has played the game maybe twice in her life, okay? And before we get into it, I want to give a big disclaimer. So there are, actually, let me, hold on. Sorry, I want to make sure I'm getting this right when I say this. Okay, I have a whole thing in notes, but for some reason I didn't write down the names of the games. And I know a good amount of them. I just want to make sure I get them in the right order. Okay. It's important to note that the lore is not a big part of the game itself. Like, when you play the game, you're you're not fed a lot of um, information about the lore. Like, you just kind of play the game. Um, so a lot of people, like, the timeline is not set and a lot of people disagree on it. Okay? So... I watched several, I watched like four hours of YouTube videos on like, on the lore and on like different opinions and different theories, and it's all complicated, a lot of people disagree on it, I'm just gonna tell you what I think, and what I've gathered, um, I trust MatPat. <laughs> I watched a really long game theory episode on this and that the um the timeline came out 
like 11 days ago you should go watch that because it does a much better job explaining it but it is like two hours long so if you don't want to watch that i watched it for you and i will tell you about it now but i trust him because i think he's um from what i've learned he's like done a lot of the piecing together like okay let me tell you there's five nights at freddy's one and two which came out in 2014 five nights three and four came out in 2015 sister location came out in 2016 um pizzeria simulator in 2017 um help wanted in 2019 special delivery delivery 2019 and security breach in 2021 okay so there are nine okay but it's important to note that the games aren't in chronological order okay so it doesn't go like one two three four it actually goes four two sister location one three simulator help wanted security breach it, it's like all out of order okay now if you disagree with me please like if i get anything wrong please don't come for me because i i literally just learned this yesterday i'm just trying to like I'm sure none of you know the lore. Well, okay, not a lot of you probably know the lore. So I'm just going to give you dumbed-down version, basic, okay? I'm already, like, close to 20 minutes, and I haven't even started. Um, I may have to make a part two. I may not finish it. Um, but we're going to start. Um, just so you know, the timeline's very heavily debated on. I've said this. So this, and a lot of it, none of it is certain. Like, I don't know how to explain it, like... The community throughout the games, like the the like uh, books, um, and like the mini games, people have pieced together a bunch of information. Nothing has really been set in stone or confirmed, you know. So, yeah, those are my disclaimers. Let's get into it. So, Five Nights at Freddy's. Here are the characters you need to know: William Afton. Okay. William Afton is a man, and he's going to have three children, okay? You need to know him. And um, Henry Emily, you need to know him as well. He has one kid. All right. Let's go back in time to the 1930s, all right? In the 1930s, oh, also, this is a recent development. I think this one, yeah, this one, like, was pieced together when Security Breach came out. Okay. 1930s there's this um almost like carnival um circus attraction singing show um called fred bear's singing show and the little logo is like a cartoon style bear with a little top hat and a bow um it's in black and white it's very old but the attraction is like you go it's like a family attraction there's food you sit down and you watch an actual bear like a real life bear who's trained to you know do fun tricks like a circus okay like uh pt barnum that style this is way before any of like the fred like freddy's restaurants open this is just like a show and william afton as a young child okay people debate on whether this is a family business and william afton was kind of born into it or he was obsessed with this character as a child and wanted to bring back the show later in his life he um so he either it's either a family business or he was inspired by the bear and wanted to create his own sort of like 
uh, child's entertainment, similar to like a Chuck E. Cheese, you know? When uh, William Afton was older, uh, flash forward to like 1970s, um, he rebrands Fred Bear. Um, he, the original bear was kind of dark brown. He makes it more yellowy, more golden fur. And then he creates his own character to go along with Fred Bear, who's called Bonnie the Bunny. Um, if you want to look up pictures of, of them, look up like, um, golden, golden Fred Bear and golden bunny. I meant Bonnie. Um, so the rebranded Fred Bear is basically, he stole this idea from this old circus show and then he created his own to go along with it. And he made, um, he was interested in, uh, bringing that show back to life and having, uh, some kind of animal interact with kids in the audience, um, at the show. So he made these wearable mascot outfits. They're just like, you know, at a sports game outfits. We're not into animatronics yet. These are just mascot outfits. Um, and he opens this little, little restaurant, um, and is excited, and Fred Bear becomes a little bit popular, um, and, you know, it's doing okay, but another restaurant across the street, it's not across the street, it's just, like, another restaurant called Chica's Party World, Chica's Party World is getting more business because they have animated robots um so when you think of Chuck E. Cheese you think of they're a bunch of games they're a bunch of food pizza fun times and then there's that stage where the animatronics like kind of perform they like play their music they move around so when you think of Chica's Party World think of that with very very basic robots like they're not, like, very well animated. Like, when you think of Five Nights at Freddy's, they're not like that, okay? Um, they're just very, very basic. Uh, actually, if you have your phone on you, look up Mediocre Melodies uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. They're very basic. They don't do much, but they can, but they, you know, they sing and they, like, they strum their guitar or whatever, you know? So, Chica's Party World very, very clearly stole, um, William Afton's idea of, um, you know, Fred Bear and Bonnie, and they have more, like, uh, country farm animals. Okay, they have an elephant. I don't know why they have an elephant, but they also have, like, um, okay, there's an elephant, there's a frog, there's a pig, there's a hippo, and they all have really country accents, and they play it. Anyways, the creator of Chica's Party World and these basic animatronics is Henry Emily. Okay, so he took William's idea, but did it better with the animated robots. And these like original animated robots are called the mediocre melodies because they're mediocre and they sing melodies. Okay, so that is um, Chica, the hippo, pig, the frog, and there's a bear called, um, I think it's Fed Bear. Like it's very obviously a ripoff of Fred Bear. So William Afton is like, okay, now you've done it, Henry. Now you've done it. And he gets really jealous and kind of makes an en enemy out of Henry Emily. Well, um, as time goes on, in 1979, the franchises end up merging. Because while the animated robots are doing well, Fredbear 
and Bonnie the Bunny are more popular characters. So they decide to merge, so they become one. And in 1979, Fred Bear's Family Diner opens. This is the first restaurant, Fred Bear's Family Diner. Very homey, very small. Um, there are originally two animatronics. Well, there were originally four animatronics, and it's um, two of the mediocre melodies and Fred Bear and Bonnie the Bunny. So Afton, William Afton, kind of joins forces with Henry Emily to create his characters as animatronics, and then they bring two of the mediocre, mediocre melodies. But over time, the mediocre melodies aren't as popular, so they stop being used. They're like thrown in the back. Um, and so now it's only Bonnie the Bunny and Fred Bear. Okay? Those are the two animatronics in this little restaurant. Then, around the similar time, Fred Bear and Friends becomes a popular TV show. So this is like kind of like a cartoon style, sort of, the Fred Bear and Friends show. Um, and it has, it includes, this is where we get all of the beloved characters. So it has um, Chica. I love Chica so much. Okay, it has Chica. The Little Yellow Duck you've probably seen, um, Bonnie the Bunny, um, Fred Bear, Foxy, the Pirate Fox, and then it has a, um, oh, and then they have Freddy and a blue version of Bonnie the Bunny, blue version who, like, plays the guitar. Okay, so there's six of them in total, and that's where you get the new characters, all right? Keep in mind... These animatronics aren't um, there. Like, they're not in the Family Diner. This is part of the show where new characters are being created, okay? Family Diner still got the two animatronics very small. All right. 1983. Everything's been going pretty well until 1983. Freddy Fazbear's Pizza opens, okay? So we still have the Family Diner opened. It's a smaller one, but the new, new one, um, Freddy Fazbear's Pizza opens. And now their new animatronics, Chica, Foxy, and Blue Bunny, based off of Fred Bear and Friends, okay? We still got, um, Freddy there as well in the new place. And for this one, um, Afton and, um, Emily have created... This new suit that sets them apart from other uh, children's entertainment like Chucky, Chucky, uh, Chucky Cheese, whatever, blah, 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 sets them apart because they created something called the spring lock suit. Okay? And they say, oh, let me try this out. So while uh, Freddy Fazbear's Pizza is getting popular, they're like, let's try out these spring lock suits, suits at the family diner. Essentially what a spring lock suit is, is the animatronics can stay on stage like you would think of, move around, play their music, blah, 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 but then the animatronic part can be, like, um, uh, kind of like pulled back, almost. Um, the gears can be moved so that a person can fit inside, and then it becomes more of a mascot, okay? So the reason they wanted to do this is because... They wanted 
the animatronics to be able to perform and then they wanted um uh henry emily and um uh um william afton wanted to be able to get in the suits and then serve the children pizza and interact with them and you know um make it make it a little bit more interactive than what you'd usually see at a place like this okay um william afton always got in the bonnie the bonnie suit and um henry emily was in the fredbear suit so springlock suit that's what sets them apart they're only at the family diner location right now now this is still 1983 william afton has two sons michael who is the older son and okay i say evan as the younger son that is not agreed on by everyone not everyone knows the the younger son is not explicitly given a name but through like context clues some people have like guessed that his name is evan but no one really knows for sure i'm gonna say evan because i don't want to keep saying the younger brother okay so let's just assume younger brother is evan older brother is michael evan is really afraid of the animatronics at the family diner and and the new place he's just afraid of the animatronics and you know what i stand with him because as a kid i was so scared of mascots i would actually like it, it was actually traumatizing like mascots are so scary i don't even want to think about animatronics like ugh, i hated going to chuck e cheese when there was like a party because i'm like i do not want to dance with these creepy creepy things i was in a place of hating animatronics and you know what i was right for that especially after figuring out this lore we're not even like a quarter of the way through guys okay so mike uh okay it's important okay <laughs> okay okay um michael taunts little evan with a foxy mask he puts a little fox foxy mask on and he likes to scare evan a lot um because he takes advantage of his fear of the animatronics now william afton is spending a lot of time um looking into animatronics like running his business he doesn't have a lot of time for his family so he 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 makes a bunker under his house where he can build stuff you know tinker around he's honestly william afton is the tinkerbell of the 1980s when did tinkerbell come out wait when was tinkerbell invented 1911 oh 1904 probably even before that honestly she's real old <laughs> that girl is old okay he's the tinkerbell of the 1980s uh he's tinkering down there but he also installs cameras in certain places to keep an eye on his children because he can't like be with them very often and he counts on michael to look after evan a lot which is a bad idea because you know <laughs> michael is literally the worst bully to evan as a lot of older siblings are um but seriously like i would not do that okay whatever 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 ugh it's actually pissing me off like i'm not okay so it's important to note that William hid a camera in one of Evan's stuffed animals on his bed, and it's a certain type of Freddy, and I don't remember its name. You can look it up. I don't really care. Okay. So one day, Michael and his friends are, like, ganging up on Evan, and they force him to get close to the animatronics. And Evan, Evan is really scared, and he's like, no, please don't, please don't, blah, 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 blah. 
the friends and Michael lift him up and put him into the Freddy animatronic's mouth at the family diner. Okay? And the spring locks are activated by the movement and clamp down on to Evan, crush him, and kill him. So, um, everyone's kind of in mourning. He doesn't die event. He doesn't die like right away. He's rushed to the hospital, connected to an IV, and through that stuffed animal that he has, Evan's father says, "Like, I'm so sorry this happened to you. I will put you back together." Who knows what that means? But somehow he thinks he can save his son. No, his son dies. His son dies, and um. From then on, it's kind of accepted that um, Evan's body haunts the Fredbear animatronic and is kind of like living in that animatronic now, okay? So that is kind of how like we get the story of like these animatronics come to life at night. They they kind of have free will almost. They're like moving around a lot. They're, they're attacking people. That kind of comes out of, oh, someone was killed by this or in this or around this you know and that is their soul is what is um kind of uh haunting or like um possessing the animatronics and it all starts with evan um neither of the pizzerias shut down there's a little bit of increased security um I saw this in one of the videos but I didn't see it in the other one so I'm not like a hundred percent sure about this but um, apparently there is a puppet or like marionette type puppet animatronic that is used to scan, um, children's security bands and, um, now there are security bands, so they're trying, they don't want animatronics to be left alone with children. Um, the new animatronics are linked to a criminal database to like scan for predators. Um, Michael, the older brother who just killed his little, little brother. <laughs> By putting him in the mouth of Fred Bear. Starts seeing hallucinations at night. Okay? So, there have been... There are two different theories that I heard. So, if you look up... Go to Google and look up... Please join me at Google and look up Nightmare Freddy. He is the one that's got the teeth, the chompers. Um, I'm pretty sure this might be in the fourth game. Um, and this is not how the animatronics actually look, okay? There are no animatronics like this at the restaurant, which is understandable because why would they have animatronics that freaky at the restaurant? It's like a children's place. Um, these are either said to be nightmares, like this is when you're playing, um, as Michael and he's having nightmares about Freddy because he put his brother in Freddy and Freddy was the one who killed him and the reason he has such sharp teeth nightmare Freddy has such sharp teeth and like is gangly is because I mean those teeth killed his brother okay there's that theory and there's also a theory that William kind of um blames Michael almost and is is um Kind of building these like plastic figures and then using like light and sound 
to trick Michael into thinking he's seeing these hallucinations. So they're either like halfway real or they're his nightmares. I don't know which one. I feel like nightmares are more believable because like, how are you bending light and sound to make him see like, I don't, I don't know. It's just confusing to me. So I think they're nightmares, but who knows? So Michael is convinced that he's being haunted by his brother's spirit. So William blames Henry. Why? Probably because he doesn't want to take that guilt on himself. So he's like, oh, Henry was the one who like inspired these animatronics and now they've killed my brother my son like he was my enemy to begin with he stole my idea like he is the one who caused this which like okay like you keep telling yourself that William um he rushes back to the restaurant to try to confront Henry and that's when he sees Henry's daughter Charlie outside of the restaurant and he says you know I just lost a son He's kind of crazy. <laughs> he's a little bit crazy. Uh, he said uh, he's uh, he uh, he's clinically crazy, clinically insane. No, he's probably um. Okay, so I watched Matt Pat's video on this, and he really, really leans into the idea that William Apton is just a bad, bad guy, and he's like the enemy here. But I watched another video who kind of is like. I think it's more interesting to think of William Afton as a father who lost his son and is actually like going insane and he does some terrible really bad stuff so William sees Henry's child daughter her name is Charlie outside of the restaurant drives up and kills her and leaves her there okay okay no one knows that it's him but Henry Emily has a little bit of a hunch. Fred Bear's family diner, the first restaurant, closes because two child deaths have taken place there. There's too much bad press. There's too much like bad stuff going on going on there. Fred Bear's family diner closes. All of the old animatronics that were at the diner are moved to the new pizza place. The new Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. And they, they just kind of sit in a back room, okay? But all those old animatronics are, are at the new pizza place. They weren't thrown away or anything. This is where I kind of get tripped up because William Afton, he's trying to figure out what happened to his son, Evan. I guess he believes, I guess somehow he believes that Evan's spirit is still in Fredbear. I don't no I, I maybe I missed it or maybe I just I, I didn't see it I don't know how he figures that out but I'm pretty sure he does and um he wants to kind of recreate that scenario to see if it's really his son in the Fredbear costume okay so he's like if I get another child's body and put them in a different animatronic and that animatronic starts showing like weird forms of like l like being alive like uh, uh w starts like acting a little different then i'll know hey my child is in there and i can somehow communicate with him kind of save him kind of bring him back in a way okay Ugh, we're at 40 minutes I okay i'm gonna keep going i'm gonna keep going i'm gonna push through a little bit longer because this is interesting 1985 two years after the diner closed down. William Afton sneaks 
sneaking around, puts his gold Bonnie suit on. The original Bonnie animatronic that has the spring locks puts that suit on. And he starts luring children into the back rooms of the pizzeria. Okay, so while this pizzeria, you know, having a fun time, he's getting children alone. He's luring them back there and he's killing them. Okay, this is called the Missing Children's Incident of 1985. Kind of crazy that the police don't look there. Uh, there's video footage of the Golden Bonnie luring kids away. So they have that and William gets tried for the murder of the five children or at least the kidnapping. But they couldn't find the bodies. They couldn't find any other evidence. They couldn't even really prove that William was in the Bonnie suit. So he is not arrested. However, um, Henry Emily kind of knows what's going on. I mean, he runs the business too. Uh, five kids are missing. Like, Golden Bonnie is William's signature suit. Like, he knows. So he kicks William Afton out of the business and is like, you're crazy. Um, I'm not going to turn you in because I think a lot of people think that um, William Afton's kid dying is probably payment enough. So 1985, William Afton is kicked out of the business. You know, outfit, I guess, security outfit. What is that, what is that called? Like an outfit you wear to jobs? What's an outfit you wear to jobs? And, um, sorry, I just put my mouth right up to the mic. Um, what, a uniform. <laughs> couldn't I remember that word it's so easy hello okay and I'm gonna stop there we'll get back to it on another week that Amelia is traveling um but right now I'm tired and I'm home alone and I don't want to talk about Freddie anymore I don't want to talk about William Afton anymore I'm sorry if I got any of that wrong if it's confusing I'm sorry maybe I'll post the notes because the notes I have in my the pages of notes I have are a lot easier to follow along with and uh, maybe I'll link the YouTube videos I watched because those are a lot easier to follow along with as well um I hope you learned a little bit about the five nights at Freddy's lore I hope you enjoy it as much as I do because it's actually crazy. William Afton's crazy. And I hope you are inspired. I hope you I hope you realize how much of a tinker bell William Afton is and I hope you don't get scammed on Instagram. Also, can I complain about TikTok shop real quick? Because every video I get is just sponsored by TikTok shop. And there's like, they're trying to sell me something in every single video. I'm like, it's not even fun anymore to go on TikTok. I'm still going to do it because I'm like chronically online. But OMG, it's not even fun to scroll anymore because you don't even see any fun videos. You just see ads. It's all ads. All anything online is is ads. This whole podcast episode was just a big ad for the FNAF movie. I am so upset with TikTok right now. Like, go, let's return to our roots. Let's turn it back into Musical.ly. I have died every day waiting for you. All right. Well, 
I hope this rambly episode was okay without Amelia. Miss her. She will be back next week. Trust and believe. Trust and believe. I probably won't ever do this again because I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted and I feel like this one wasn't as entertaining as when I have Amelia. But I hope you got some joy out of it. And I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Mwah, mwah.